for the things that we pay for that we put with us. For the things that we wanted, that we did, for the fact that it's all our own, even when we're not present. For the things that we receive from people that we don't pay for. For the friends that it's got our way. For the thoughts that came to us. For the knowledge of it that it's given to us. For those experiences that things that it's not good. For those we are thankful. Father, we are thankful. We will be ungrateful not to stop to consider your goodness. We will be ungrateful just so that the years don't go by and there was nothing about it. And there's nothing more for the about it. Do not be thankful. Even in the even in the trials, even in the tribulation, even when even when they were periods that were depression, even though they are to strive, do not be thankful. Do not be thankful. For you gave us your word and you and you took your stuff. So who are we not to be grateful? Do not be thankful. Do not be thankful. For you are going to be closer than a friend. For there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. For there is a brother that is one of our best. If we now want to pick up and try to give us to be able to If we now want to pick up and try to give us to be In the moments of joy, in the moments of pain, we always have. When there was fire and there was water, we were still with us. We gained advance of us. We gained the last one in that we were not part of. Lord, we pray. Instead of putting our hands in the fire, that is, and those who should be by you, go by the way, allow it. Because it's New Year. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Please, let us
They want to be able to consider to be a significant thing. They can, it does not really have any strength. It does not really have any weakness. It does not really have any strength. It does not really have anything by which it can express its own self, by which it can impose itself in the ecosystem. If you look at the lion, the lion has flaws, the lion has things, and the lion has a very bad attitude that if you come to it, you will give you, you, you and you collect. But for the world, they does not really have that kind of that kind of character or even the, the ability. And even if the lion, and even if the lion comes against someone or something that is bigger than it, that attitude that he has, that confidence that he has, once he displays it, that animal begins to fear and will say something. Not so for the one. Hallelujah. I'm getting so. So, Lord says, fear not you one, Jacob. Now, tell by this scripture that the place that Israel brought in, that land is Palestine or Canaan. And that land has some very funny neighbors. Is the, the, the land of Israel are the neighbors of Assyria, Babylon, and Babylonia, and Egypt. And all these nations, all these nations, they always wanted to impose themselves in the grand scheme of the like in international politics. For example, I was imagine that how to watch news. Okay, now imagine that Russia and Ukraine, they are fighting as they are now. And Nigeria is now in the border between Russia and Ukraine. Exactly. What do you think Nigeria will have in that situation? Yes, that is exactly the kind of that was the situation Israel found themselves not doing anything. That is According to history, it says that Jerusalem is the city that has experienced the most battles in the history of the world. And man, see many, 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 many wars like that. And, and, and you have to say, okay, God, why would you put these people in this kind of place? Not fully aware of their weaknesses. So when he said, fear not, he means that they have reasons to fear. Hallelujah. It means they have reasons to fear. Just as Nigeria is in trouble. It were to be pushed to Russia and so also were issued in their own situation. And what are the reasons? First of all, now we must understand that in that period, the way they did politics then was by the constitution. If you're not sure, you die. If you're not sure, you could become a slave. So you needed to be, so you needed to have the weapon and you needed to be very aggressive. I need to be very sweet about you. If not, you're not going to last. It was an environment that I took to me to do all the people. That environment went by anything goes and all that is wrong and all that dies the rules of obedience is chaos and disorder. Hallelujah. How many of us have watched Nazio Maru? How many of us watched the movies? I'm not a country. Notice that it's only the strong animals that can do it, that can actually survive. If they are weak, they are not going to run. Or you have to or you have or you don't die. And if you and if you happen to be a child, and you are and if you happen to be a child, and maybe you are a sequel or a giraffe or whatever, you likely do not you not live long. Because you don't have anything that can actually you don't have any advantage that can force you to, to survive in that place. So also was politics then in that period. Are we together? Yes. Hallelujah. So for a nation to be dominant, then it needed to have numerical superiority in the sense that it needed to have very large armies that were developed in the millions. It needed to be a very aggressive tribe, right? and they also needed to have 
e Deus não quer falar sobre o que está vindo aqui para conosco. Aleluia. Olha só, olha só, o nome do nosso rei aí. E não dá de aço, o velho do exemplo de salsa. Yes. E vou ajudar ali, né? Tio, e. Casa da ideia, casa do meu irmão. 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 Casa da ideia, casa eu estou All they are like, all they are saying, beginning towards warfare, towards the end of the storm. Praise God. We have watched the event now. Oh, you have watched the event now. I, I, I did it in GST. And I'll never forget that I said that in that video there, those children, those children that go for it, if they notice that the child had any disease, when you bear it with you, Or was spot or shot or it won't be a few. What do we do? That they will carry the child to a mountain. The night will be there and they will go in. That child will now be exposed to the enemies. If the Ananian should come and eat it, he will die. And if there will be a real animal there, they will still die from the cold. So, the So that environment was a very good time for the that was that was possible was possible to show them. Those were the kind of missions that were taken at that time. Unlike now that most of us we have all these fortunes, they have the pool of contracts that they cannot do this thing, they cannot do this, they cannot do that. In that video, they said, hey, it's not because I will help you, if they have God, you will have something. Hallelujah. Are we together? Are we following? Yes, so that was the future that they got themselves in. And as far as the artists, they didn't have anything. They didn't have anything to do with artists. Okay, in the book of Sopapon, Sopapon, the story of Asha, there was a man that wanted to fight him. He was a dead Israel and Egyptian. Now, before, now before that man came, Asha, Asha did the censure of his army. And only had 8,000 soldiers. It was a big soldiers. He only had 8,000 soldiers. Big ones, they had a million. So, one million they did in the town. Ah, ah. So, go like it. I will be here. Hallelujah. So, it's a definition of what's the problem now. That's more than double their own capacity, their manpower, madam. Please go. So, Israel, Israel, we have more money. Yes, it's just more than that. So number one, the leader, the leader, the man who screams. Number two is that the way God made them, eh, it didn't make them to be one like the truth. You know why? Because it is the law. You know that you know that they are constant for the reason of the law. Hallelujah. And if you read the law, the way God, God was trying to infiltrate them, 
Oh, je suis et like up à le
Hallelujah. It's like you pray now for people to worship, to buy, to buy, to buy um, bonds for them. And you are not Are you playing with me? Eh? Praise God. Praise God. Are we, are we following? Yes, that's that, that the kind of situation that Israel from the throne. So, they have three things, at least three things, that made them a life, that made them life to fear. Three excuses that made them life to fear. You put it down. And yet, God is saying that, fear not, thou God, for I will not kill you. You can see that in that kind of situation, if anybody came and caused it, those guys, if any enemy wanted to fight against them, it was very likely like that person, this guy is that weak, based on what we have just said. Hallelujah. So, all those nations would have passed their chances against them. But God told them that, I know you add all these things, but listen to me, those things are very stupid. Depend on me, and I will make you sure. And he said, I will help you, for I am the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. That one is very important. I am the redeemer. What does it mean to be? It means to buy it means to buy something. Hallelujah. The doctrine of redemption is basically that God has a purpose. That God now calls for part. Let us part. So if anything happens to us, that is basically like a book. It's a trust to God. Praise Jesus. So let us imagine that. So let us imagine that. Okay. Imagine it for this one now. Imagine in your life. Basically, if God bless you to fight this in your life and God bless you to fight this in your life, these men, they are fighting up in this year. Hallelujah. I said imagine they are mad. No, eh, eh. Why? Because she has become a property and is also a property. So in a similar way, if anybody should come against us, they are actually fighting God. So that's what it means to be to redeem. So that means that any so that means that when God said that I will I'm the redeemer, the only one Israel, he was actually referring to the fact that he is their protector. So if anybody came against them to cause issue, they are going to do they would have him to fight with. Are you together? They would have him to fight with. And if you fight with God, ah, they are in trouble. Come back to that scripture. Isaiah chapter 41. So, so, because they were his property, because they belonged to him and he belonged to them, anytime they were in trouble, God was obligated to defend them. God was obligated to defend them. The next verse, verse let's go to verse 16, and verse 15. Do not fear you, one Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, declares the Lord. In fact, I have made of you a new sharp threshing instrument with sharp edges. You will thresh the mountains and crush them and make the hills like chaff. So the question of ask ourselves is that, okay, God has said he will help them. But how is he going to help them? Is it that he will send an angel to them or will give them money or make them rich? Or do this or do that to them. No. The way it's going to do it is that it would make them a new sharp threshing. 
That means that the help of God. That means that if God wants to make a man, what will God, what God will do that will make the man become, it will make the man attain his capacity to solve that situation, to solve that problem. Did we get that? If God wants to make a man, he rather make, I mean, if God wants to help a man, he will make the man to such a point that that man can solve that problem. I have made you a new sharp threshing instrument. You will thresh the mountains and crush them. That thing that was once a womb, that thing that was afraid, you will now thresh mountains. How can that be? How can that be? How can that be? Praise God. I want to get that. Have you been blessed? Am I getting it? Yes. If we are still talking on good systems, but I want us to know why there is a need for us to go and how we can go. That's a that's not taking time to talk about this. So, the Lord is saying here that I will make you a new sharp threshing instrument. Now, the process between the worm and becoming a new sharp threshing instrument, that process is good to us. That process is good. Whereby you become someone that was once slowly, moved from that one slowly state of being a worm, towards that state of becoming a new sharp threshing implement. Hallelujah. You know, as I was studying this scripture, I got reminded of the fact that most of us, when we want to talk about self-esteem, the recommendation is that, okay, you should look, on, you could look at yourself in the mirror, talk about how fine you are, how intelligent you look, the kind of friends you work with, and all those things. And I personally take offense to that. Because it's, in a way, it stirs up, it stirs up pride in me. So that I have all these things because I have them. And, man, and that person begins to base his confidence on those things. But a Christian bases his confidence on God. Everything he has, he depends on God. He is dependent on God and God did it. In fact, if you if you claim that you have all those things and you have and you can use that to boost your own self-esteem, you will find that God will resist you. You will find that God will no longer come to you. God will no longer, God will no longer have anything to do with you again. Praise God. Okay, so so what? So what we are saying is that God wants to make God wants to make somebody, and what He does, okay, God wants to help somebody, and what He does is that He makes that person. So God will God will obviously have a vision, and that vision that I want this person to become a new threshing implement. Do you understand? So God is obligated towards your good. God is interested in making you good. Please understand this. God wants you to do. God wants you to move from, from, from a low state to a very high state. It is God that is interested in it. He is interested in it. He wants you to move from your present state to a higher state because he's going to give him the glory. Remember, I am the redeemer. I am the owner. If I own something and I don't look nice, it's not looking attractive, what does that mean to me? It means that I don't, I do have, I don't have a taste for quality. But the problem with many of us is that our own goods, we focus our goods on ourselves and not on what God we have us to do. Praise God. So if God is obligated to our good, it means that God will provide the environment and the conditions required to make us go, while also trying to ensure that we are we are protected from things that will cause us to struggle or cause us to stumble. It's like a farmer now. The Bible says that we are God's vineyard, we are God's um, field. But God's garden. It's like a farmer. The farmer would. What the farmer does is that he he would plant the seed, then he water the seed, 
if if you till the soil, ensure the soil is is um ensure the soil is optimal for the for the growth of the of the of the plant. Then you put the nutrients there. You will put the water there. You allow sunlight to come, and you will always ensure that it protects that place from weeds, from pests, and from other animals that might be that might try to devour it. Hallelujah. In the same way, what God does is that He puts us in a place and in an environment whereby we are taken away from things, we are separated from things that will not allow us to do, and whereby He starts putting new things onto us. That is what consecration is all about. But the problem is that we have issues with it. Praise God. Remember, I am the Holy One of Israel. For your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. That word, keep on hearing me. That word then. It means that if you want to deal with God, I go to deal with Him on His own terms, and not on your own. You cannot, if God wants, if God is passing through that process, you cannot negotiate with Him what you want Him to do for you. You cannot negotiate. It's either you are there or you are not. There's, the, the way is now, and you have to walk in it. Hallelujah. So now that we understand that God wants us to go, we should know that because God is constant and never changing. He's going to ensure that he produces his own water. He makes his own contribution. That one is expected. Now, the problem is that, what of you? Are you willing to pass through that process? Hallelujah. Are you willing to pass through that process? A lot of people, eh, now that we are in the new year, many of the goals they are making, many of the, many of the targets they want, when, they, when, you, when you read through them, you don't see anything in God there, but rather in self, self, self. I want to do this. I want to be like this so that I can use this to purpose something. I want to buy a car so that I can use it to purpose my ex-boyfriend. I want to get a job so that I can tell my, my so that I can tell those friends that I fucked up that I have money that see, see what you miss, see what you what they are missing. I want to have a fit body so that no one will so, so that nobody will say that I have good thinking. So that I can show those people that I'm strong. Oh yeah, come and beat me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some people actually write goals like that. People do their goals like that. That they, want, they are living their lives to impress others. They are living their lives to show up onto others. They put their targets, they put the system they want to apply or employ. And you think God will and you think God will help them. Or I want to make money so I can wear skimpy, so I can buy skimpy dresses. Or I want to make money so that I, or I want to do Yahweh. All these things. These things. The problem is the problem those who is that they don't have God here. And anywhere God is not, He will not he will not do anything with you. If God is not have something, you, you cannot have his hand here. God would never help you. It's not possible. He cannot help you. He cannot help you. So, saying that I have made you a sharp Christian instrument. That means that our own goods, it depends on how well we are conformed to his own goals, to his own vision. And what is the vision of the Lord? In the New Testament, according to Ephesians chapter 4, they call it. Paul said that, that the church will be built, that will be that will be that will be conformed according that we may enter into the okay so that they gave some prophets and apostles and um, and teachers and all and said that to the end that for the equipping of the saints in ministry that the church may be the church may be um 
I just we all come to the unity of faith and of the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. That means that it is God's desire that we become like Christ because where God is working on us, He's working on us for Himself. Hallelujah. When God is working on us, He's working on us for Himself so that He so that He can present to Himself something that is pleasant to Him, something that is beautiful to Him. And God is, and if it's not Christ, if Christ is not there, God can never be impressed by it. So the difference between us and those other people is that while those other people are doing things, even though they may be well intentioned, from the standpoint of the flesh, we are living our lives based on the curriculum that God has ordained for us. Hallelujah. So when you make your goals, when you set your targets, don't set it based on what you are based on how you are saying. No, set it on based on what you have heard from the Lord Himself. Are we together? Based on what the Lord has said for Himself, based on what the Lord has told you in the secret, that's how you should set your goals. That is how your life should be run. Okay, thank you. Ephesians 4 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That means that at the end of the day, when God works on you, when God works on God Joshua, when God works on God's power, what, what the Lord wants to see is the fullness of Christ both in character and in occupation. So all your dealings that God has been doing with you, everything that God has been doing upon you, He wants you to become like Jesus Christ, a, 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 reproducible, a reproducible image of Jesus Himself. That is what the Lord is trying to work out of you. And that's what you will try and do. For some, the process may be easier, and for some, it may be more complex. Due to, the, due to numerous factors like calling, like family background, like what, what you have experienced before. Those things are there. But everything is due to, to the end that will become like Christ. Hallelujah. It's like this now. All of us are in school. Some of us, we have very wealthy parents that many financial challenges, they're not, having, they're not really our own concern. So that person, you always, you always, um, always pay the dues. You always pay hostel dues, faculty dues mental deals, we always buy handouts, everything, everything, he has the money. For another person that, that came from a family that did not have any spoon, it can be very, very difficult. It might even be dependent on God all the time to come and help him. So you find that that person, those two people, one of them will guide, one of them will finish school with relative ease, in the sense that he had people sponsoring him. But the other, because he was sponsoring himself, he will struggle, but he will still finish. Hallelujah. In the same vein, some of us, our dealings are going to be much more severe than some other people. And it's based due to some certain variations and factors. Hallelujah. So, we've understood this. Are we following? We are following. Should I go back? Or I should continue? I should continue. Okay. Hallelujah. So, God wants us to be like Christ. And God is interested in your growth. Financially, spiritually, emotionally, socially, academically, in your health, every and any other alley that is there. God wants you to be at the fullness of it. However, that manifestation, it comes based on how you dealt you are to Him. Hallelujah. It comes based on how you dealt you are to Him. You know why? Let me give you this example. Let us imagine a student called Paula. Bola. Bola is a student that gave admission to the University of Ibadan and is studying in architecture. 
Hallelujah. So, the, the, the job of the department is to ensure that when Bola finishes from UI, he finishes a complete project that can, there is one of the best architects available, that they can make all kinds of buildings, wonderful models, that can develop wonderful models of buildings. That's the vision of the department. And because of that vision, the lectures of, of architecture, that's what they're going to be doing. Whether it's teaching him, whether it's giving assignments to do, projects to take, presentations to Andrew, and every other thing. Everything they're doing is to the end that Bola becomes an excellent architect. Hallelujah. But what if Bola decides not to read? Not to study? He decides to be, he decides to go and play, he decides to go to the club, to go to parties, so just die, die, to cruise up and down. And when exams come, the way he reads is that he just, he just, he just, um, CDPs three times a day, three times for that exam. I managed to pass. Those assignments, he does not do them. Instead, he will give it to his friends or, or, or he will give to someone to go and, or pay it, yes. I know that there are some students that they don't do their assignments. Instead, they go and give their assignments to one academic writer. They will not pay the, the academic writer to write it from them. God is your pain. Hallelujah. So, let us imagine that brother gives his project to somebody to write for him. Research and analysis gives it out. He just comes to the project defense. He wears suits and he just and he, and, he, and you think that is the one that will that go to project. When Bola finishes school, eh? When Bola gets a job, and Bola does business model, and he does a building plan, and that bu- and, and and the building is built, and that building should fall. Whose fault do you think you who, who do you think will receive the blame? Who is guilty? Bola or, or the university? Engineer Bola. Hallelujah. Why? Why? Eh? He did not use the instructions. When that season came for him to learn, he, he, he ran away from it. The same thing. If you feel it's not on God, if you feel to go, it's not on God, it's on you. Hallelujah. If you fail to rise, it's not on God, though. it's on you. You know why? Because you ran away from the process. Just at just, just at that department, God's vision is for you to become like Christ. But if you decide to bypass the process, then you cannot become anything valuable. In, in fact, Ethnabola eventually became a problem to society because it made the government spend more money. They go and send ambulance to go and to clear the whole place. They have to do many, many, many things because of his own because of his own mediocrity and incompetence. So, so that Bola became a problem to the society. In the same vein, if you decide not to stay to the process, if you decide not to stay to good, if you decide not to stay faithful to the process that God is going to take you through, I'm going to become a danger to the kingdom. Never forget this: you become a danger to the kingdom because when God is trying to use people, you will not. God will not be able to use. And, it's, and because you are not, because you are not fully built, they are giving a place for the devil to use you. And that is even more severe. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Okay. That's why sometimes when some when some issues come, when some issues come to us, it does not come because it, it was God's will. It does not even come because you wanted it. It came because of your deficiency. It came because of your failure to go. 
for instance, if I have a child, should I use a child? If, okay, for, for, for instance now, let us imagine that I got, let us imagine that I got married to somebody. But because I did not pay attention to the principles of relationships, I did not learn all those things early on. I'm going to always have issues with my, my spouse. And eventually things go to break. And I'll not, not be blaming God. I go, why did you give me this person? But because I didn't stay through that process, when I should have learned and applied, things happened. Will God be good? Is God guilty there? No, he's not. He's not. So many people are going through many, many, many things now. And they attribute the blame to God. But actually the blame, actually the blame is on them because they failed to go. They failed to move forward. They failed to move ahead. And that came because they were not willing to listen to what God wanted them to do and what God wanted them to become in the first place. Many demonic attacks occur because you don't know God. I'm a power. If you knew God, then there's some things that will not happen to you at all. And if you knew how to walk in them, we are where we are now because of our past. Praise God. Yes. Some usually say the past does not matter. Ah. Okay. Tell that to, to the people that upload that upload new videos on Twitter and I'm regretting it now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Past matters. That's why you should enjoy your. That's why you should show your present is very good because your future is going to come, and your future cannot be made without your past and your present. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it is clear here that because the person, because Bola was not willing to to stay through the process, we were saying that you are really shake let get ourselves. Ah, this nature don't like. Why can't I just enjoy myself? Because he was talking like that, thinking like that. Whereas he wanted him to become one of the best architects in that state and in the country because he was not willing to yield. He ran in from the process and many people ended up getting killed. In the same vein, if we don't if we don't do this year, there are a lot of deaths that are going to happen. And when they happen, God will attribute them to you, not him. So all of us here, our rising has been tied to many people. There are people that cannot rise if you don't rise. And even go on your family too. Do you like where your family is presently? Don't you want them to move forward? But, but if they don't see you to rise, how will you rise? The Bible says that Saviors shall rise out of Zion to judge the mountain of Edom and his wickedness. And his wickedness. Why would they judge? Why, why would the Savior come? The Savior comes to change things around. The Savior comes to rectify issues. Hallelujah. And because there is something that is wrong and it comes to make a change. And if that savior does not arise, those people that are there will continue to suffer. So we cannot afford to take this year for granted. Praise God. First Samuel chapter 22. First Samuel 22. Verse 1. First Samuel chapter 22. I'm hoping this word is actually entering your body. Okay. Now let us read. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his fathers had heard, and all his fathers had heard it, they went down thither to him. The next verse. And everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him, and they became a captain over them, and they were with him about four hundred men. Let me stop here. So 
David was about to be king of Israel, but he was the most wanted man in, in Israel. Everybody wanted to catch him and kill him because of Saul. So David ran away. Now there were some men that, due to the situations of that period, they were not happy. To be discontented means that you're not happy where things are going, but you don't know how to make a change there. If you actually had the capacity, you'd have made that change. But because things are not really nice, for example, now all of us, eh? I don't think there's anybody here that is content with the situation in Nigeria. Or are you? But they have the power to change it. Can you change it? You know, honestly, can you change it? Hallelujah. You cannot change it presently. Yes, I know you say prayer. But presently, you cannot really change. You cannot do much about it. So you are discontented. That was not something where in the period of soul. And also, they were in distress. That means that they were they didn't really really see that there was there was no they were they were they were their situation was so serious that they didn't really see how they could come out of it. It was very very diff- it was very very serious, very very disturbing. Like as though they were in serious deceit, kind of depth that the kind of depth that they could never that if they sold them gone, it was not enough. If they sold them to slavery, it was not enough. And these men, they saw they saw David there, and they ran to David. These men did not really have any hope of, 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 of change coming. They did not really see any, any way of light um, gleaming. But they came to David and David made them a mighty man. Up to the point that he was able to use them to end up to kill giants for him. Hallelujah. This situation is our own situation. We are weak, discontented, and in distress. We are, the, way, the way we are looking at our like as though God is us, God is us help us. But when we came to Jesus, because we came to Jesus, God put us under the church, under the covenant of the church, to the end that we grow, both individually and collectively. So because you are a member of the of, you are a member of the family of the body of Christ, God has no choice but to ensure that you are going to go. However, your might, your might is dependent on how willing you are to you to be. Hallelujah. Praise God. So another question we should ask ourselves. Why is God going through this process? Eh? Why can't God use the strong people? Because there's people that are strong. Why can't God use them? Why does He have to? Why does He have to use people who are weak and have to change and be transformed? Doesn't it take time? Is it more consuming? At least it demands a lot of energy. More energy than than trying to use ready-made people. Hallelujah. I mean, think about it now. If I had, if I had a car that is new. I can choose to buy that car rather than having to, to make a new one from scratch because it looks more expensive. Praise God. Praise God. In the book of First Corinthians chapter one, let's say verse sixteen. First Corinthians chapter one verse sixteen. First Corinthians chapter sixteen. First Corinthians chapter sixteen. Verse 18. Let's go to 18. Let's go to 20. I think I missed it here. Oh, sorry, 26. 26. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 26. Sorry. My opinion. 26 verse 26. Almost done. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh. So, do you understand the translation? 
Are you getting it, Joshua? Are you getting it? Okay. But you see your calling, brethren. How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Verse 28. And the basis of the world, the things that are, which are despised, are God chosen, ye, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. The next verse. That no flesh should glory in his presence. That no flesh should glory in his presence. That means that the societal definition of success eh, that has been determined based on class and parenting and background and, and, and many other things God deliberately bypassed those things because he doesn't want anybody to glory in him so God went after those that were weak people like you, people like you and me that we don't really have anything people that were weak in ourselves that don't have anything at all God went after those people and he and he and used them to, to prove a point to the world that he is God and that no one should glory in him and no one should glory in themselves rather Hallelujah. Friends, please listen to me. If you are going to move in this year, please don't trust in your strength. If you are going to move in this year, don't trust in your strength. Continually accept the fact that you depend on Him. It is why Jesus would actually let us even ask ourselves this question. Why would Jesus believe the Pharisees? I mean, those Pharisees they spend time studying the Torah. Those guys know the Bible, like they knew the Torah. And yet, you think that okay, Jesus can go to them, then they can now raise the school and then teach, and then you now give them that, and then you then send them forth as his own disciples. But Jesus deliberately went after people that had no training in the scripture lawyers, no lawyers. He went after fishermen, after tax collectors, after zealots like Omoita, dogs, people that wanted all those dogs. He went after them. Prostitutes and allots was close to them and he used them. And eventually the time came that those ones, when 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 he had gone, in the book of Ashtapop, when he had gone, when those people were talking, people like Peter and John, in fact, Peter and John, when they were talking, even the Pharisees were confused, ah, what kind of person is this one? But they were not learned. But they talk like Jesus. They were speaking the kind of wisdom that was contrary to that was above them. It's what God does. So let us imagine that somebody has Somebody came from bad parenting. Maybe you maybe you were born out of wedlock. Maybe 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 you experienced some traumatic experiences. Maybe you were, maybe you have even had some very very difficult issues. Maybe you have been considered awkward in character. Or maybe those those physical pictures that everybody loves to glow in, you don't have them. People have not been insulting you let us see. If you have if you have had all those experiences, I want you to know that God wants to use you. Hallelujah. God wants to use you. Now, if you are the type that actually you, you live the sheltered life, you had all those things, you had the money and all. There's something that God cannot choose. God used for and for and for stunning of that value. God can use. But the, the point is that you should not depend on those things. When there's a demand placed on you to choose between God and those things, God wants you to choose him eventually. Just as Abraham. Abraham had everything. But he lost, but he, but he left it for God. So God wants you. So if you have all those things. God wants to choose him at the expense of every other thing. So that Paul, so you can say like Paul, like all these things I counted as loss. Are we together? 
so our approach basically is is on how well we are conformed to the nature of god so christ himself and next week we are going to talk about one thing that we need to do to ensure that we move from, from strength to strength and from glory to glory let us have it Hallelujah. You've heard it. You've heard the song. The only prayer point I have is that Lord, I ask that you help me. Lord, I ask that you help me. In this year, I am helped of you. In this year, I am helped of you. I am helped of God. I am helped of God. I am helped of God. In the name of Jesus, I am helped of God to do what God wants for my generation, for society, for my family, for my department. I am helped of you. In the name of Jesus, I am helped of you. Wait, 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 wait. We are helped. You choose not to go in our strength. Thank God for the achievements. Thank God for the accomplishments. But no, we want more. We want more. We want more. Lord, we ask that you are not going to fresh. We fresh oil. We ask that you are not going to fresh oil. We fresh oil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 7, 
Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 17. This is someone, this is a word to somebody. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 17. Actually, there are two scriptures I'm going to take note Okay. If you say in your heart, these nations are more than I, these situations are more than mine, are more than mine, are more than high. The economic situation is more than high. The way you are is going is more than high. My family issues, they are more than high. How can I dispose them? Dispossess them. The next verse. The next verse. You shall not be afraid of them. You shall remember with confidence what the Lord your God. What the Lord your God. What the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and all Egypt. The great temptations which your eyes saw. The great trial which you saw with your own eyes. And the signs and the wonders. And the mighty hand that they are stretched down by which your Lord your God, the Lord your God, put watch out. So shall the Lord your God do to all the peoples of you of whom you are you are all afraid. Hallelujah. I'll ask you for you. Chapter 7, verse 6. Chapter 7, verse 6. Chapter 7, verse 6. Still with the same Deuteronomy. Okay. For you are a holy people, set apart to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples. Notice, it, He has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be a people for His own possession. That is His very special treasure. The next verse. The Lord did not love you and choose you because you are greater in number than any of the other peoples. For you are the first of all peoples. You consider that already, Abi. The next verse. And because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath with which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Hallelujah. I know we'll be asking that pastor. Okay, I have many goals, I have many, I have many expectations, but these things are bigger than myself. I don't know how to do it. Here is the word unto you. The Lord is saying that he's the one that will help you. Just remember those times that just remember those times that it was with you in the past. Just keep track and take a record of all the things that they have done for you before. And you will find that you're able to rule are able to conquer. And you will crush the hills and you will break those stones. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. Lord, we ask that as we have heard this word, let this be a let this set us, let this set us up for 2020 in the name of Jesus. Let our hearts be kindled for 2020 in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask that as we have heard this word, Lord, we become what you want us to be in the name of Jesus. You know, let it be that, that one year from now, our growth shall be evident unto all. And it shall be well pleasing to you. Because we know it's possible for us to grow. But see be out of your will. Lord, let me ask that when we go, that it is in accordance, it is in alignment to your will in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name we have prayed.